Hello and welcome to this message that was shared by Pastor Lethur Padoy on the Lighthouse Worship Celebration Online. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen and may this encourage you in this very difficult time we are all going through. Please share this with others so that they too can be encouraged. Thank you and God bless you. Today let's talk about the Word of God and the message of the Lord today is entitled Straight Talk About the End Times. So today we want to talk about something that I believe is from the heart of God. But let me begin with an analogy. In July of 2017, there was a boxing match between Manny Pacquiao and Jeff Horn. It was dubbed as the Battle of Brisbane. And it was a bout that was controversial in some ways. But anyway, Jeff Horn, the Australian, won over Manny Pacquiao in a unanimous decision. I remember watching it a few years ago, and I remember when Pacquiao was interviewed, he said, I wasn't prepared for the cold weather. The bout was in an environment where bugnaw ang panahon, and wala to na appeal sa preparasyon ni Pacquiao. And because of that, he was not as strong, as agile as he usually is, and he lost that Bout. It was a title fight for the WHO welterweight a championship, and Jeff Ward won his first ever crown, beating Manny Pacquiao. But today, I want us to talk about the application of that. And I want to talk about the idea and importance of preparation. You see, Manny Pacquiao did not train under cold weather conditions, at least not as much as he should have, and it, co- it cost him the crown. And so today, let's talk about preparation. Say preparation. And so today, it's, it will be straight talk, meaning we will not beat around the bush. We will not try to sugarcoat the words. We'll talk straight. And some of these things may be uncomfortable. Some of the things may at the start uh, sound maybe a little bit weird. But really, this is the will of God. And it is uh, very important that we understand these things and we uh, prepare as needed. End times means the time of completion of God's purposes on the earth and not just the termination of human life on earth. Yung end times po na lingwahe, ginagamit ng iba, uh, talking about yung ending, yung talagang hanggang doon na lang, mapuputol na ang buhay sa lupa. Well, that is true in, in a way, but that is not really the main meaning of the word end when the Bible talks about the end times or the end of the world. Um, in Matthew 24, 3, the disciples asked Jesus Christ, tell us when will these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? Now, that end of the world should be understood properly and for many people, it is not pro- understood properly. And it's just termination, and it just means all kinds of troubles. But according to the Vine's Complete Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament words, the word translated end here is from the Greek suntelea, from the Greek word telos. It's a bringing to completion together. A bringing to completion together. Vine's goes on to say that end of the world is misleading. That phrase is misleading. Consummation of the age is the more 
correct way to understand it. The word does not denote a termination, but the heading up of events to the appointed climax. So pag sinabi pong end of the world, mas maganda hong sabihin yun, culmination of the age. Yung nakompleto na ang magagandang plano ni Lord, merong konting gulo, pero mas nakafocus ay dapat sa fulfillment ng mga plano ni Lord. 1 Corinthians 10.11, these things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. Sa atin nung panahon na natitiwala kay Jesus, dun namating ang culmination, yung climax, yung completion ng mga plano ni Lord. And basically, it has to do with saving people and maturing them. Forming the bride of Christ, the people of God, through salvation and maturing them through the work of the Holy Spirit and the various experiences that God allows. In Matthew 24, 6-8, it talks about wars, rumors of wars, uh, earthquakes, famines. And in verse 8, it says, all these are but the beginning of birth pains. Mahalaga ho yung concept na yan because the idea of birth pain is that masakit, but that's not the end. Yung sakit na yon sa birth pains have to do with a birthing of something more exciting. And that is what the end times involves. Romans 8, 22 and 23 talks about the whole creation being uh, in groaning together in the pains of childbirth. And it talks about at the end of verse 23, the redemption of our bodies, that is, the resurrection of the dead and the perfection of our bodies in a new creation. So yan po ay gagawin ni Lord, ginagawa ni Lord, and the end times is, yes, my guerra, yes, my earthquakes, yes, my famines, yes, my antichrist, yes, my battle of Armageddon, and so on. Pero ang wag natin kahalimutan, the main idea is, yung mga plano ni Lord, finally, ay magayari na lahat. Finally, lahat ng mga appointed for salvation will be saved and finally the people of God will mature and the perfect bride of Christ will arise. 2 Peter 3, 12 and 13 talks about waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God. And verse 13 says, according to God's promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So you know, ang ending, bagong kalangitan, bagong lupa, kung Kung saan, wala nang mga gulo, wala nang mga baluktot, lahat ay maganda at tama lang. That is the culmination of the ages and the result of the work of God. So, pag sinabi yung end times, mas exciting ho yan than nakakatakot. Mas maganda po yan than parang ang pangit naman ng mga yari. We need to prepare for the great tribulation part of the end times. So, kailangan po tayo mag-prepare for the great tribulation part ng end times. So, pag sinabi end times, yan na yung mga signs of the times, preparatory, tapos merong tribulation period. Sabi natin in our previous study, three and a half years. Tapos merong great tribulation period, three and a half years. Then, total of seven years in tribulation and great tribulation. Kailangan natin mag-prepare. Bakit? Sabi ni Jesus in Matthew 24, 21 and 22, for then during that time there will be great distress or great 
tribulation, many troubles, unequal from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one could survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. So meron ng darating na panahon na napakapuno ng gulo But in the middle of the gulo, God will be saving many people and God will be perfecting the bride of Christ, the faithful believers. And ito po ay mahirap na panahon at kailangan tayong maghanda. This message assumes that the rapture of the faithful followers of Christ will happen after or towards the end of the Great Tribulation period, the last three and a half years of the seven-year Tribulation period. Specifically, after pa ito natapos yung tinatawag na seven seal judgments and seven trumpet judgments. Ito mapapasa natin sa Revelation 6 up to Revelation chapter 11. And this will just be before the seven bold judgments na nasa Revelation 16. So ito po ay mga judgments ni Lord. But before the worst of, the, of all of the judgments, the bold judgments ang tawag doon, tayo pong mga followers ni Jesus, kukunin niya na tayo, hindi na tayo magsasuffer kasama ng iba sa panahon na yon. Revelation 10.7 says, but, in the days, but that in the days of the trumpet, called to be sounded by the seventh angel, the mystery of God would be fulfilled just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. So, yung panahon daw ng trumpet ng seventh angel, which is the seventh trumpet. Sabi po sa 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Sleep here means die. But we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, At the last trumpet. And we believe the last trumpet there refers to the seventh trumpet, which is part of the seventh trumpet judgments. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall all be changed. So, pagkatapos yun ng mga bagay na yun, darating si Jesus at kukunin niya ang kanyang mga faithful followers. Yan ay yung sinasabi sa 1 Thessalonians 4, 16-17. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds, To meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. So sinasabi po natin, yes, dadaan ng mga followers ni Jesus sa tribulation and great tribulation period. Pero tayo ay ipoprotect, ipipreserve ni Lord. By the grace of God, we'll make it through. And the Lord, at the end of the seven years, will come and take us. And we will return immediately to be with Christ as He judges the world and as He establishes a new creation. So napaka-exciting po nito. This message will focus on life in a future one-world government where people are forced to follow the Antichrist during the Great Tribulation period and how Christ's followers need to prepare practically before it happens. So pag sinabi ho yung end times, It refers to the science of the times, the earthquakes, the wars, rumors of wars, etc. But it also refers to the other aspects of the tribulation period as well as the great tribulation period. Doon ho yung seal judgments, trumpet judgments, at doon din yung sa dulo nun, yung 
bold judgment as a book of Revelation. Palatian, pasahinya if you want to know more. But this message will focus on life in the future world during the Great Tribulation period, the last three and a half years of life on earth before Jesus Christ comes back. And during that time, meron na pong New World Order, one world government at merong solitary leader na in control ng buong mundo. Meron pa sigurong UN or other bodies, but basically parang rubber stamp lang sila. It's one man and one person who is in control. So while we can talk about yung signs of the times or battle of Armageddon or other things, we in this message will talk about the life in that future world, meron ng new world order, one world government, at meron ng one leader na siya ang in control ng buong mundo. Meron ding another person na nakadescribe sa Bible, ang tawag sa kanya, is the false prophet. Yung una kanina, the antichrist, that one leader who will oppose Christ. Yung pangalawa, the false prophet. Siya naman, false prophet, kasi ipoproclaim niya na message is a false message of salvation at ang Savior na ibibigay niya sa mundo, hindi si Jesus Christ, the only one, true Lord and Savior, but the Antichrist. Siya yung magiging implementer at strategist ng Antichrist. Siya ang magdadala sa mundo to worship and follow the Antichrist. So we need to prepare for this season dahil it will be a difficult season. But remember, it is during this time that there will be a massive harvest of souls that will complete the number of people that God wants to be saved. And it will also result in the purification of the church, the body of Christ, hanggang maging flawless, blameless, spotless, ang bride ni Christ, the faithful body of Christ on earth. However, before the Antichrist is revealed or becomes manifest and accepted by the world, magkakaroon mo na ng lawlessness at merong mga bagay na mangyayari. In summary, two things will happen before the Antichrist will rule. One is, he will remove the idea of government and sovereignty of nations. Yung institution ng government na napakalaga sa mata ni Lord, like in uh, Romans chapter 13, tatanggalin niya yon The idea of you know sovereignty of nations and rulership, tatanggalin niya. And he will be lawless. He will be a one-man rule above the law, above any law, even the law of God. Second is the concept of God. Tatanggalin niya yon Ngayon, wala lang concept of God. Sino na ang God? Siya na. In fact, he will proclaim himself to be God. So these are preliminaries, eventually leading the way for a new world order, a one world government, where there is no law except what the leader wants. And everyone else may be trying to act as if meron pang semblance of governance. In reality, isang tao lang ang nagdi-decide para sa lahat. The rest, they are just saying yes, yes. They are rubber stamp bodies and leaders. Sabi sa 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 onwards, this is a long passage, but let us read it for our own instruction. Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to Him, we ask you brothers not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Now, doon po sa verse 1 tsaka verse 2, makita mo po doon na yung coming ni Jesus, uh, yun po ay isang event, hindi po dalawa. Meron mga teachings na meron mo ng secret rapture, tapos after three and a half or seven years, meron maging 
public return of Jesus. We respect that. We really do. But we feel that that is not really the teaching of the Scriptures. And here we find that the coming of the Lord Jesus, verse 1, and are being gathered to Him, is described as one event, not uh, the two. Anyway, let's go to verse 3. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until, unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. So ito pang Antichrist, he will be a lawless person at he will reject every kind of God and he will declare, siyang Diyos. He will reject every kind of law. He is above the law. He will be the law. Verse 5, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know that what is restraining him now so that he may be revealed in his time. Yam, what is restraining him? Yan po yung the institution of Govern, government and the sovereignty of nations. Verse 7, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only now, he who restrains it will do so until he is taken out of the way. Yung seven po dyan is God or the concept of God. Tatanggalin ho yan para wala ng concept of God. Siyempre, yung Antichrist can fill in the vacuum and he, claim, he can claim to be God. Verse 8, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. Pause mo na tayo doon. So verse 8, makita mo dito that God is more powerful than all the people and all of the forces that try to oppose him. Even the Antichrist, God will destroy, Christ will destroy him by his coming. Verse 9, the coming of the lawless one, that's the Antichrist, is by the activity of Satan with a power and false signs and wonders. And with all the wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Posaidon, the Antichrist will perform signs and wonders and miracles. So meron siyang magiging power. Napaka-awesome niya tingnan sa mga taong madideceive. And sabi po doon, they will be deceived because they reject the truth. Kaya lang ko sila madisim, not because God is not helping them, but because they do not want the truth. And so they cannot be saved. Verse 11, Therefore God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So yun po ang summary nito. People are misled not because there is no help from God to help them find the truth, but because they reject the truth. They do not want to follow God. They do not want to find the truth and live it out. They want what is good for them. And because of that, God, the unrighteousness, God will judge it by His coming and by destroying them. But first, they will be deceived by the Antichrist and they will be misled because their choices have led to that. Life under the rule of the false prophet who forces people to worship or follow the Antichrist and reject Christ. So, ang atin mong pag-uusapan ngayon is yung buhay in the world na meron ng isang ruler called the Antichrist. But at a certain point, 
He will not be the main figure na nakakaharap ng tao, nagiging public, but the main figure will be the false prophet. He will point to the Antichrist and he will kind of rule on his behalf. So ang mangyayari ho dito, he is described as the second beast, parang second Antichrist ruler. It will happen, this will happen on the last three and a half years of Earth's history, the Great Tribulation period. Pasahin po natin ang Revelation chapter 13, Verses 11 to 18. Mahaba po ito, but let's read it for our instruction. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. So let's pause there. Nakalagay it was allowed to perform. Lato ng activity ng Antichrist or ng false prophet, nagagawa lang nila because God somehow, in His mysterious ways, allows them. Bakit? Para matest ang tao kung talagang gusto niyang sumunod kay Lord. Now with option A and option B. Option A, following God. Option B, following the Antichrist. If people choose Christ, then sincere sila. Because the pressure to follow the Antichrist will be so strong. And so, inaalaw ni Lord yan, But it's really God who is in control. Not the Antichrist, not the false prophet. At sabi po doon, the Antichrist will be wounded and yet live. There will be an event where there will probably be an attack of his, on his life and under human normal conditions, he will die. But here he will live. He will survive. And that is one of the signs. Pag merong one world ruler in the future, na inataki at mamamatay na dapat siya, pero nabuhay pa siya, and the whole world praises him, and they even make an image for people to worship him, alam mo yun. Nakasabi sa Bible, yun ay yung Antichrist. So be aware and please take note of that. Verse 16, And it, that is the second beast, or the false prophet, causes all people, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or on the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. So don't, don't say a napaka-weird naman yan, 666. No, it's not weird. The Bible tells us, the Lord tells us, so we know ahead of time. Wag mo i-reject yung idea na yan. Wag mo isipin na weird yan. Hindi ito weird. This is the truth and the Lord wants you to know so you can understand and you can discern at the right time. Kung merong tao na ang pangalan niya o ng numero ng pangalan niya o sistema ay 666, that points to the fact that he may be, to the idea that he may be the Antichrist. But the idea here is he will force people, he will cause people to be marked on their right hand or on their forehead. So let's talk about this, okay? Some of the characteristics of this time in the future. Your life in a new world order, under one world government, under one ruler. 
So ang characteristics, number one, universal marking of people with the name or number of the Antichrist. Merong label or mark ang mga tao. Number two, probable strong unity of almost all nations of the world that make the rules of the false prophet enforceable almost universally. Pwede nang i-enforce, bawal kang mag-buy and sell. Pag wala kang mark niya, hindi ka nag-pledge ng allegiance sa kanya. Because probably, united ang buong halos lahat ng bansa in support of him. Number three, prohibition to conduct normal affairs of life. Be employed, do business, study, travel, perhaps get married and others if you don't have the mark. So during this time, if you choose to follow the Antichrist, to pledge allegiance to him, you will have the mark. You can do normal life. If you don't, then he will try to pressure you. You cannot have a normal life. You cannot buy yourself, study, and so on. Number four, those who do not worship the image of the Antichrist, they will try to put to death. Susubukan nilang patayin ang ayaw sumunod sa kanila. Number five, the Antichrist surviving a deadly attack and recovers from a normally fatal wound. Number six, the false prophet performing miraculous acts and deceiving very many people because the people are awed by his power and deeds. Number seven, the majority of the people of the earth follow the Antichrist and worship him. So, meron nung panahon na darating. Now, some of you, today, sabi mo, napaka-weird naman yan. Pangayari ba talaga yan? And I'm gonna say, I understand and I respect that you have questions, you're thinking, you're intellectually honest. That's good. So, just put it at the back of your mind. Just take note of these things because I promise you, the Word of God will never fail. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. My words will never pass away. Mangyayari ito. A leader who is wounded, it should have died, but lives. And all of these things happening, you cannot buy yourself without the mark. Mangyayari lahat ito. In fact, we already have the precursors of it right now. Sa panahon natin ngayon, meron ng mga preliminaries. No, hindi ka na pwedeng bumili, hindi ka na pwedeng inulumabas kung wala kang certain kind of mark or identification na allowed kang lumabas. Yung iba, hindi sila allowed na lumabas. So we already have certain kinds of preliminaries. A strong prayer life that flows from an all-out devotion to Christ is the most foundational preparation for every Christ follower. I want to say that this is very, very important. So, lahat to ng preparation ng papagusapan natin ngayon. And in the past, we've talked about some, but we'll be more detailed on the practical preparations on this teaching. But I want to say, of all the preparations, ang pinakaimportante is the preparation of prayer and devotion to God. Ito po ang pinakamahalaga. Later on, we go into details of practical preparation. And I want to say, any preparation can fail. Any plan can fail. Maraming pwedeng mangyari. Merong betrayal, merong mga unexpected things can happen. Mayabu ang iyong plano. Labay tanan sa bintana ang iyong mga preparasyon. So the best preparation is internal preparation. A strong relationship with God, a consistent, strong prayer life. Sabi po ni Jesus, Luke 21, 36, but stay spiritually and morally awake at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. So sabi daw, stay awake spiritually and morally and pray, pray, pray that you may have the strength to escape. Kailangan magdasal tayo, nakakayaan na natin ito, marusutan natin ito, mag-pray tayo 
kay Lord at sa bandang dulo nandun pa rin tayo to stand before the Son of Man. Ibig sabihin, hindi ka nag-backslide. No, wala ka nawala sa gino. Nakapadayon ka, nakalahote ka, naka-overcome ka. Pray that you will have the strength to stand before the Son of Man. Mahalaga po ito. I want to say, hindi ko natin alam kailan ma-fulfill lahat ito. But we are living in very weird days. We're living in days na totally unexpected. Meron ganitong coronavirus crisis at maraming very harsh, very extreme measures. Napakadaming bawal, etc. And we want to say these things may eventually lead up to this kind of dual order where there will be one totalitarian government and eventually all the nations of the world will turn over their kingdom to this human ruler who will be leading people away from Christ. Kaya kailangan ro tayo maging prayerful. And I want to say between now and that being fulfilled, it may take 20 years, it may take 10 years, it may take 5 years, it may take 5 months before these things begin to happen. Please make it your highest priority to develop a strong and consistent prayer life. Let me say that again. We don't know when these things will take place. We are not making a prediction. Two and a half years from now, seven years from now. We don't know when. It can be 20 years. It can be two years. It can be 10 years. It can be one year. We don't know. But we know that the time is short and we all need to prepare Please make it your highest priority to develop a strong and consistent prayer life. Yan ang pinaka-insurance mo sa iyong buhay as you face what will come under the new world order. Practical preparations now while there is time because you choose not to take the mark of the Antichrist. So as we read earlier in Revelation 13, there will be a ruler, the false prophet, who will be the implementer on behalf of the Antichrist, and he will cause people to be marked. And this mark is a pledge of allegiance. By nature, it, it involves a certain kind of consent to the rule of the Antichrist. Now, it can happen very subtle. It can happen very, very explicitly. Okay? We are all called to know the times to understand the seasons, and to be aware of the implications of our choices. So it can be very explicit. It can also be very subtle. Whatever it is, the acts of receiving the mark, it is by nature a, a, an acceptance of the rule of the Antichrist in your life, which by implication is a rejection of the rule of God in your life. So whether you are aware of it or not, nailat ba ka o kasabot ba ka gusto ng hitabo, ang ipasabot ani is, naghatag ka o loyalty ni mo sa Antichrist. Now, you should not do that with knowledge or understanding, but also you should not do that because nailat ka. You should be aware of what's happening. We should be prayerful and discerning, but that is what it takes. Now, if you choose to accept the mark of the Antichrist, you will have the normal life that the others who reject Christ and follow the Antichrist will have. You can buy or sell, you can get married, you can travel, you can study, and so on, and things will go well. We accept that the Antichrist will try to control you. Eventually, he will lead you away from God, and you will lose your soul eternally. Once you pledge your allegiance to him, tapos na po yun. It's an irreversible one-time decision, and you are led away from Christ forever. 
You can never change that decision anymore. But if you say, I want to follow Christ no matter what, si Lord, ang susundin ko kahit paanong implication ito, then you choose not to take the mark of the Antichrist. Now, if you don't take the mark of the Antichrist, then you should take a different kind of path. And in that path, you need to prepare. Now, merong iba na nagsabi na, well, I just live by faith. I just live every day. I don't have to prepare so much. And we say, well, we thank God for your faith, but we want to say that the Bible says faith without works is dead. James 2, 26. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so faith apart from works is dead. So kailangan po meron din tayong ginagawa. Let's just use a very simple illustration, di ba? The Lord promises to provide for us sa ating pangailangan. Natay pagkaon, natay pangbayad o grenta, natay pangbayad sa atong mga bills like cellphone bills or others. But dili mahulog ang kwartagikan sa langit, di ba? Kinahanglan ta, mandarbaho gihapon o magnegosyo. We're still living by faith. We're not living by doubt. But living by faith means you do something na works. Faith with works. That is the way that God wants us to live. It's the same din sa preparation po. Sa preparation, nagtiwala tayo kay Lord, nagpray tayo, pero naghahanda din tayo in very practical terms. Practical preparation is very crucial. No, very crucial. Let me say it again. Practical preparation is very crucial. Now, some people say, well, I'll cross the bridge when I get there. And again, we understand they don't want to be stressed out about the preparations. Ayaw nila mahihirapan, mag-worry ng mga preparation. We understand that. On the other hand, we say, well, that assumes that the bridge is easy to cross. That assumes that the bridge is something that you can just navigate without preparation and training. But I want to say during the time of the Great Tribulation, the Great Distress, we read earlier, Matthew 24, sabi ni Jesus, it will be very difficult Never in the past history of man was there ever like it. Never again in the future. In fact, if the days will not be cut short, everyone will die. Mahirap yon. So maybe when the time says, I want to when you say, I want to cross the bridge, maybe because you did not prepare, maybe because you did not train, you may want to cross the bridge, but you are not able because you are not ready. So we say, cross the bridge, but prepare ahead of time so you actually can do that when it's time that you want and you need to do that. Uh, parang sa analogy po ng isang tao na eh, once a week lang, siya busy siguro siya or tinatamad minsan, once a week lang siya naglalakad, walking exercise, 30 minutes once a week. Kung yun ang kanyang basic na exercise, that's everything he or she does, pag umabot siya sa isang marathon, and by formal definition, a marathon is 42 kilometers long, Yung isang marathon na 42 kilometers long, hindi na yun kakayanin kung ang kanyang preparation ay 30 minutes once a week na exercise, na walking. Hindi na kakayanin yun. Okay? That's what we're saying. Yung alam natin ang Great Tribulation, mahirap. Alam natin ang rule ng the Antichrist talagang ipapersecute ng mga Christians, eh ayaw natin mag-bow down sa kanya, ayaw natin sumunod sa kanya, si Jesus ang ating susunin. Therefore, kailangan maghanda tayo na meron tayong lakas na magpatuloy sa panahon na yon na may mga ganong klaseng pressure. Now, what option during the rule of the Antichrist where he will force people to follow him, uh, to bow before him, to you know, and then in exchange for that, they get a normal life, 
No, they can go to work, they can travel, etc. But He will control them and He will take their soul. Yun ang bayad doon. You have a little bit of comfort and freedom, but your eternal destiny is hell. Eternal, forever, unending suffering. Napaka maling decision yun. But anyway, if you choose not to go that way, and you choose to be loyal to Christ, kahit na may suffering, may trial, one option mo is you hide out. Hide out means you stay in the city or somewhere near the city in a place na nakatago siguro ng konti, tapos sa bahay o lugar na yon, meron ka marami kang pagkain doon, marami kang tubig doon or sources of water, uh, etc. Food and water is available for you for at least a few years, then that's also possible. If you choose to go in that direction, so preparation mo, then you need to begin now. No? Ito, parang sa Israel, ba? kailangan ba pag-usapan yan? And we say, well, alam natin kasi that those who follow Christ, who will not compromise, they will not be able to buy or sell. So, anong kakainin nila? The answer is, wala. Unless, ready sila. Let me say it again, okay? When the Antichrist rules, the way he will pressure people to follow him is, they cannot buy or sell unless they pledge allegiance to him. They take his mark on their right hand or their forehead. If they refuse to do that because their loyalty is to Christ and not to a human being, then they can buy sell. That means, if they are not ready, they will die of hunger. Mamamatay sila sa gutom. Kaya kailangan mag-prepare. One option is, ihanda mo isang lugar somewhere, marami ng pagkain doon, kahit isa, dalawa, tatlong taon, mabubuhay ka, pwede din yun. But you need to do that, you need to be, meaning you need to prepare if that is your choice because now is the time to stock up if that is your decision or your choice. But there's another option and it has to do with preparations for a life in the mountains. Preparations for a life in the mountains. So it is reasonable to assume that when the Antichrist rules, ang sentro ng rule niya would be in the cities. At doon ang pinaka-strongest na control na meron siya. Doon sa mga malayo at napakalayo, less ang control niya. Yung idea na you, no one can buy or sell ay napaka-posible in the cities where there is high-speed internet and there can, they can employ artificial intelligence and in a non-cash or digital currency only world, cashless world, hindi ka naman makabuy or sell kung ang parang QR code mo or identity mo ay nakablock na. Hindi nakalagay doon. Pag-scan mo, hindi ka na pwedeng bumili kasi hindi ka sumusunod si Antichrist. Hindi mo sumusunod ang rule ng New World Order. Bawal ka nang bumili. So yun ang ngayari yun sa city. And so therefore, um, mahirap nang mabuhay doon yung gustong sumunod Okay, Lord. So they probably need to go somewhere else. And Jesus in Matthew 24, 15 and 16 may have given us a clue. This is what Jesus said, Matthew 24, 15. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Ano po yun? That's the Antichrist going into the temple in Jerusalem and declaring himself to be God. Declaring himself to be God in the temple in Jerusalem. You know, abomination that causes desolation. Verse 16, then that those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So yan po, merong may clue tayo doon kay Jesus. But when you think of this from a logical point of view, logical nga that the control uh, for buying and selling nandun yun sa siyudad. 
sa mountain, hindi ka naman mag-buy or sell kung meron kang sariling tanim, di ba? Meron kang sariling mga nakatanim, meron kang mga gulay, prutas, hindi ka na buy, so kakainin mo na lang yung meron ka na. No? So let's assume in this teaching that the best course of action is that you live in the mountains far away from the city. So how do you prepare? Now, the next part will be detailed Konti ito, no? Now, this is a, it may sound like prepper type of uh, words. And I want to say, please, I'm not a weird kind of person. This is not a weird kind of message. But we need to talk about real stuff. How to prepare. And these are just ideas to help us to think. Kumbaga parang katihan lang na ang atong paguna-una para magdagan atong utok. And we begin to think through the implications and the necessary steps. So, how do we prepare for this now? Meron ng Antichrist ruling and you cannot buy or sell anymore. Pero syempre, ayaw mong mamatay sa gutom. Anong gagawin mo? You go to the mountains and this is what you do. Number one, prepare your mind that you may have to live in remote areas in order to escape the dictatorial rule of the Antichrist. So, yung sa isip mo, ilagay mo na doon na possible yon. That when the time comes, you will not die. Nothing to eat in the city. Go up to the mountains. Prepare your mind. Number two, seek to acquire as much of the basic minimum skills necessary to survive in the highlands or far-flung areas. So dahan-dahan, i-acquire mo yung mga basic minimum skills. Basic minimum skills of making fire, of farming, of, you know, how do you survive or live in the mountains? Yung mga basic na yon, as much as possible, begin to develop them. Number three, identify and acquire your Goshen place now. Ano yung Goshen place? Sa Bible, yung Goshen literally was a place in Egypt. At doon, nag-provide si Lord at prinotect ni Lord ang people of God, the Israelites, when the time come when God judged the nation of the Egyptians. God was judging and the people who refused to follow God, worshipping false gods or idols, they were suffering. Many of them died and it happened while the people of God were protected in a place called Goshen. So Goshen is an idea of a place where God prophetically provides for and protects His people. Part po ng ating preparation is ngayon, 2020 December pa lang, i-identify mo na ang Goshen mo at i-acquire mo na. Meron ka ng lugar na alam mo saan at bilhin mo na yung lupa na yon. Make some kind of arrangement that you can build uh, there. Number four, develop, cultivate, and build your Goshen place now. Okay? Ngayon pa, i-develop mo na. Paano? Gumawa ka siguro ng payag-payag dito, no? Uh, i-cultivate mo na. Magsugo na kagtanom o mga tanom dito, mga punuan, etc., you may need to begin to you know, uh, plan how you can raise uh, livestock, for example. Uh, and then you will need to begin to develop uh, your, your own stock of things. Mga kailangan mo pangluto, mga kailangan mo mga bagay na pangtulog. And then maglagay ka na doon ng mga kailangan mo, let's say, ng mga gamot. Kung meron kang mga maintenance medicine, dapat dandan i i-gather mo na yon at iipon mo para meron kang maintenance medicines kahit na you are in a very remote mountainous area. Number five, prepare your family or people closest to you with the same preparations you are making. And ideally, you are making the preparations together. So, yung yung loved ones, yung mga pinakamalapit sa'yo, very close friends, i-prepare mo sila. Ideally, nag-prepare kayo. Kung ano yung spiritual preparation mo, mental preparation mo, 
practical preparation mo kung pwede, ginagawa din nila yon. Lahat kayo, ginagawa niya yon together if possible. Number six, begin lifestyle adjustments now to start to close the super wide gap between urban living and highlands or remote area living. So ngayon pa, gumawa ka na ng maliit-liit na adjustments. Kasi napakalaki ng diferensya ng buhay sa bukid yung napaka-remote na mga lugar na wala sigurong kuryente, walay double light dito, walay uh, water district dito, so dapat mag-igib ka ng tubig, siguro ang kuryente mo, mag-prepare ka na ng solar energy or whatever, mag-adjust ka na sa buhay. Kasi doon, wala na doon mga bagay na internet, wala ng bagay na mga refrigerator or other things, idahan-dahan ka na mag-adjust, wala ng social media. So, letter A, Progressively decrease dependence on electricity and technology, including social media, air conditioning, and we can add refrigerator, freezer, water heaters, package entertainment like TV, or video services like Netflix, or audio services like Spotify. So, dahan-dahan mo nang tanggalan, dahan-dahan ang dependence mo sa ganong klaseng lifestyle na napaka-dependent sa technology and yung mga bagay na yon. Letter B, begin to lessen your appetite for wide varieties of tasty foods and drinks. No? Na parang ang agahan mo ay American breakfast, ang merienda mo ay Italian uh, merienda, tapos ang inyong lunch is parang Mediterranean na merienda, tapos ang inyong uh, lunch, sorry, ang inyong hapon na merienda, parang French na merienda, ang hapon mo parang Japanese dinner, paiba-iba na klaseng drinks, ng pagkain. Enjoy what's possible but begin to make adjustments. Eat less meat, eat more vegetables. Because as we know, in the remote areas, yung meat is already a luxury. Ang marami doon ay root crops at gulay. So dahan-dahan na nating bawasan konti ang ating kain ng karne and more sa gulay. Letter C, learn backyard or small-scale farming including acquiring various equipment and seeds. So magtuon na tag, ginagmay nga farming. Number, letter D, begin transition from sedentary lifestyle to a physically active lifestyle in the mountains. Dito sa siyudad, pwede sedentary lang ka. Lala ka pwede sa imong gamay nga kwarto, gamay nga sa imong sala, wala ka ikagalihok. Sa mountain, dili na pwede, di ka mabuhay ana. Dapat maglihok ka. Karon, maglihok-lihok na ta. Hinay-hinay, no? Letter E, adjust lifestyle to slowly conform to the simple patterns of life. Work and do things when there's sunlight and sleep when it's dark or night. So, hinay-hinay na ito i-adjust, no? Pag dulom na, tulog na ta. Pag Adlaw na, mata na po, na maglihok data. Letter F, other adjustments that will make actual future in, uh, in remote areas where there is no electricity, social media, or other comfort and enjoyments doable for you. So, mag-adjust ka na ng dahan-dahan, okay? And then, uh, number seven, be fully ready and equipped to move to your Goshen as soon as situation calls for it. Go and don't look back. Kinahanglan, ready ka, Pagabos sa panahon, pugsan na yung nagyod. No? Pugsan na yung nagyod nga, you will be given the mark of the beast. Some people think it is associated with a vaccine. Okay, maybe yes, maybe no. I don't know. I cannot say for sure now. But whatever it is, dapat ready ka na pagabot na dito, na, 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 kana na ang mark of the beast or kana na ang step one, kumbaga, usakatiili mo na sulod na nimo when you, when you take that, then you should be ready at that point to flee to the mountains as Jesus indicated in Matthew 24 and as logic would tell us. Now, some people may say, 
Teka, 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 pause muna tayo, pastor. Pause muna tayo, pause muna tayo. Parang weird ng konti ito. Yung mga original followers in Jesus, did they do what you are telling us to do? Did they have to prepare that way? Parang extreme naman ito, parang weird naman. And I want to say, I agree, they probably did not prepare like I'm telling us to prepare, like I'm telling myself to prepare. But you know, iba lahi mago ng ilang sitwasyon. Ilang panahon, walay kurente, walay aircon, walay heater, walay social media. Therefore, kabalo sila sa normal nga kinabuhi nga walay kurente, walay conveniences. So, for them to go to the mountains was easy. For them to survive in the mountains was easy. But for the typical city girl, or the typical city boy, that is very challenging. Hindi tayo sanay dyan. Napakalayo yan sa buhay na alam natin. Therefore, kailangan dahan-dahan mag-adjust na tayo. So that's what we're talking about. And may the Lord enlighten you and me as we seek to prepare for what may come. Be assured that living as a faithful remnant in a time of widespread evil and spiritual unfaithfulness is very pleasing to God. Sa Bible po, throughout the Old Testament times and throughout all of Scripture, meron ang idea ng remnant. Remnant, the people who remain faithful to God while most people have already compromised. Karamihan ng tao ay to survive or because of fear, nag-compromise na sila. Nagbaw na sila sa authority, sa hari, sa leader, at ginipap nila ang kanilang commitment kay Jesus. Nag-worship na sila ng false gods. Merong mga tao, sabi nila, buhay o patay, komportable o hindi, Jesus is Lord and I will live for Him. They're called the remnant. Sila po ay kinagagalakan ng Panginoon. The Lord is so pleased with them. Let's look at one example because of limited time. 1 Kings 19.18 Sabi ni God kay Elijah the prophet, Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. Sabi niya, Elijah, yes, remnant ka, but actually hindi lang ikaw, hindi mo lang alam, meron ding maraming ibang tao, 7,000, it is it may be literal, it more probably is a symbolic figure, meaning 7,000 number of completion, meaning maraming tao na faithful kay God. Hindi sila nag-compromise, hindi sila nag-bow sa idols, hindi sila na sumunod sa leader dahil natakot sila. I reserve for me a remnant. And may you and I become a remnant. I want to say to you, your remnant concept is very precious to God. It is very precious in the scriptures. And I tell you, when we say, Kahit na mahirap ang buhay, not bowing to the Antichrist, we will stand, we will be a remnant for God, and the Lord is pleased with that. When you are commanded to worship the image of the man who rules the world in a new world order, choose to stay faithful to God. So the Bible actually says that it will happen. We read Revelation 13 earlier, be faithful to God. We just see in the wisdom and goodness of God, meron na siyang mga nilagay na example sa Bible. And we will look at one example now. It's in Daniel chapter 3. It had to do with a king called Nebuchadnezzar who commanded that when the sound was played, the music was played, every person will bow to the image of him in worship. So ito po ang nakalagay doon. And there were three men, Daniel 3, 9, uh, onwards, uh, talks about that decree na dapat i-worship yung golden image. 
And then verse 11, death penalty kung hindi kang mag-worship. But verse 12, there were three men who loved God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hindi nila sinunod yun. Hindi sila nag-worship sa image, sa false god. And verse 13 onwards, galit na galit si King Nebuchadnezzar, the emperor of Babylon, the great conqueror, and threatened niya sila, okay? Pero sabi nila, sabi nila, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, followers of God, verse 16, we will not bow to you, etc. And so, we, verse 18, we will not serve your gods. The Lord will rescue us, and if he does not, we will still not bow down to you. I say to you, that's what you and I will do. That's the will of God for you and me, that that's what we will do. May we become the remnant who will do that for the Lord. And then the Lord will reward those who remain faithful to God with life forever with God in the eternal heavens and earth. Alam niyo po, merong reward sa mga nag-overcome. Na kahit na ang dami na nag-compromise, Tumayo sila sa tama, hindi sila nag-give up, hindi sila nag-compromise. Katulad ni Shadrach, Bishop, and Abednego. Because the book of Daniel, meron din si Daniel mismo, Daniel chapter 6. Hindi nag-compromise, sinapon sa mga leon, hindi siya namatay, give protection ni Lord. Be faithful to God no matter what, and the Lord will reward you. Revelation 2.10 Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation or trouble. But be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Sabi, wag kang matakot, wag kang bumaliktad, wag kang huminto sa pagsunod kay Lord, wag kang compromise para mabuhay ka lang kahit pamatay ka, be faithful to God. Because ang reward sa you is eternal life, the crown of life. And then it says in Revelation 21, 7 and 8, Those who are victorious will inherit all this, all the beauty of the new creation, the glorious new heavens and earth, yung napahagandang creation the Lord. We will be there with God and those who love God if we overcome. And I will be their God, sabi ni Lord, and they will be my children. Verse 8, But the cowardly, yung mga takot, yung mga nag-compromise, nadala sila ng takot, etc. And the others, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur, which is the second death. Imperno po sila. And may you and I be willing to go to temporary suffering for eternal life and salvation rather than a little temporary comfort and safety and eternal death and destruction. Sana po, duno tayo pumili sa tama. Today, we have talked about some serious things. Some things that are kind of scary, but again, remember, we talked about earlier that this is the culmination. This is like the birth pains. And ang resulta po ninyo is, nito is a new creation. The Lord will judge and destroy His enemies. The Lord will save and reward His children. And He will restore the creation to become the new glorious heavens and earth. At doon ka titira, kasama ni Lord, at lahat ng nagmamahal kay Lord, kung you are victorious, hindi ka nagpadala sa takot, tumayo ka, ginawa mo ang tama, faithful even unto death. May that be your choice. May that be my choice. I want that to be my choice. And I pray God will help me. And I pray God will help you. So right now, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Close your eyes if you can. Let's come before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, help us, Lord God, to be faithful no matter what. 
He have already told us that a time is coming when the ruler will control the world in a new world order where there is no God or sovereignty of nations but only the rule of one man and all of the other bodies of supposedly governments or bodies of nations will just be like rubber stamps saying yes, yes, yes to everything the Antichrist says. But Lord, thank you that we will stand strong. And if we need to prepare now, we will do that. If we need to develop ourselves prayerfully and we will need to develop ourselves practically, we will do that. Help us, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, if we need to prepare to live away from the urban centers so we can keep living for you instead of compromising, Lord God, then we will do so. Lord, you are telling us ahead of time because you love us and we want to be the remnant, O oh God, who will stay faithful when the world or, or much of the world will have turned unfaithful to you. So Lord, help us right now. Help us. Come on, the Lord is telling you right now, prepare, prepare. Obtain your Goshen. Develop your Goshen. Prepare yourself. Come on, let's ask the Lord, help us to obtain our Goshen to prepare, oh God, to be ready, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come on, tell the Lord God, I will begin to prepare. I will begin to prepare. I will begin to adjust. I will begin to train myself so that I can cross the bridge when it's time to cross the bridge. So God, help us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And right now, I'm going to talk to those who have not yet surrendered their lives to the Lord. If you're watching today and you've not yet surrendered your life to Jesus, you heard some things that are maybe new to you, but I say to you, they are the words of God. They will happen exactly as God has said they will. But today, you are listening, you're watching, because the Lord has a plan for your life. He wants you to give yourself to Him. He wants you to follow Him. Right now, would you come to the Lord in prayer? Would you tell the Lord, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I admit I am a sinner. I need you. Would you forgive me, Lord Jesus? Would you forgive me, Lord? Right now, would you give yourself to the Lord? Tell him, God, I'm a sinner. I need you. I cannot save myself. My good works, my religion cannot save me. I need you. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. I give my life to you. I want to stop doing the wrong things. I want to stop trusting in religion and good works because they cannot save me. I want to trust in you. Jesus, you are the Savior and the only Savior. I turn my life over to you. I trust you. Save me and change me. Would you pray that prayer right now, wherever you are? Don't be ashamed. Don't say, next time na lang, asunod na lang. Karon, ayaw ingon, puhon lang. Kini ang panahon, inang Lord, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Jesus, I trust you. And when you do that, the Lord will forgive your sins. He will make you a child of God. Would you do that? Tell him today, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I give my life to you. I will follow you every day of my life, beginning today. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And when you do that, God will bless you and He will save you. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord continually strengthen your heart in this trying time. And please keep posted because we will continue to come up with recordings like this so that you will be strengthened as you go through this season. God bless you.